I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising a Pro. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. So Daniel Ricciardo has hogged the limelight since China and uh, Kunal rightfully so obviously. So I thought why not let him hog all the attention on our podcast as well because you know we love him. He is Formula 1's happiest driver. Yes, and besides being the happiest driver, I'm tempted to add just so many more adjectives for Daniel Ricciardo. So he's the awesomest overtaker. He's a driver in demand and above all else, he's a funny man. And the only driver I think to ever be barefoot on a Formula 1 podium. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, in this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast, we wonder how and why is Ricciardo keeping Red Bull Racing waiting? Will Fernando Alonso quit Formula 1 in 2019 or will he move to Renault? And why is the FIA hell-bent on making Formula 1 cars look so damn ugly? And yes, for those who cursed us for last week's episode on Max Verstappen working with a sports psychologist, let me remind everyone that it was only a suggestion that we were making. I know, actually a lot of those comments were from people who reacted to the title and not the episode. Guys, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audioboom for your weekly dose of Formula 1 humor. And by the way, did you guys also know that we are on Spotify? So for those of you who use popular streaming services, Spotify is definitely one of them, the other one being Stitcher. So back to this week, Daniel Ricciardo has been in the news for two reasons. Uh, first is pundits are still dissecting his win uh, in China and especially his overtakes because they were so clinically perfect. And then, of course, there's talk of where he could actually be racing next season. Yeah, Red Bull Racing has given him an August deadline. And there's news that Daniel Ricciardo and Ferrari uh, seem to be in an exclusive negotiation period till June. And I am wondering where the hell Mercedes are in all of this. So first, they lost Verstappen to Red Bull Racing before his Formula One debut, and now maybe they could lose Ricciardo to Ferrari. And this is after Mercedes were known to be in pole position to replace. Uh, uh, Valtteri Bottas with Daniel Ricciardo. So Mercedes seems to be losing out on track and in these driver negotiations, unless they do a Mercedes-style surprise for all of us. Yeah, though I also know that Vettel could block Ricciardo's move to Ferrari. You know, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yes, that's actually the strange part for me because Ferrari brought in Kimi Raikkonen alongside Fernando Alonso. with the hope to pressurize Alonso into winning a world championship and now maybe they're trying the same tactic with Sebastian Vettel and if Sebastian Vettel delivers a uh, great if not we all know that Danny Ricciardo 
is equally capable as well and i think amid all of this botas and raikunen have actually had very good starts to this season and i think this could mean well for their respective contract extensions as well yeah which would typically be for a season at least yeah but i think ricciardo being available is where their position is under threat under grave threat oh, if yeah. i may add yeah but at the same time i read that ricciardo has priced himself way too high for ferrari or mercedes to bite so i'm really not sure where this goes so ricciardo's being pricey yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you mentioned pricing because there is actually no benchmark or a typical formula for driver pricing. But this is Daniel Ricciardo and he's a future world champion as we know as he knows and as the teams that he's talking to know as well. All he needs is a faster car and currently Ferrari and Mercedes have one. And uh, and apart from that, he knows that Max Verstappen who is locked in with Red Bull Racing and at the moment he is the only proven talent available for ferrari and mercedes as they plan their succession and when i say proven i mean amongst the top drivers because we keep talking of nico alkenberg and sergio perez and esteban ocon and all these good guys but we don't know how they perform when under the actual pressure of driving for a top team Well, that's so interesting. And Ferrari and Mercedes also know that Ricciardo needs that fast car. And I think this negotiation period is going to be damn interesting because you know everyone has something to offer. And yes, since I worked in the Formula One team as a marketing person, Daniel Ricciardo's happy and social image is exactly what would appeal. to the brand side of the business as well you know that whole thing of attracting younger audiences uh, that we keep talking about all the time but we have to also consider that it could just be that ricciardo stays on at red bull racing you know takes that chance yes uh, daniel ricciardo knows that red bull racing can give him a fast car they have been giving him a fast car and uh, he has a really smart pit wall that can outfox the competition like we saw in china but this current era is unfortunately the one where the quality of your engine matters and that's where the uncertainty of the red bull racing package lies and this goes for whether red bull stays with renault or switches to honda Uh frankly there are lesser guarantees at Red Bull Racing than there could be at say a Ferrari or a Mercedes. And I think those are far more, you know, iconic brands, global brands than Red Bull Racing. So always good to have on your CV <laughs> if you're Danny Ricciardo. <laughs> well, in Ricciardo's case, uh, Renault has recently said that their next engine upgrade will deliver far more than their current deficit to again a Ferrari or a Mercedes and If this is true then Red Bull Racing might have a chance of holding Ricciardo back but let's remember June is just a couple of races away and time could actually be running out for this whole triangle of driver and teams that are trying to make sure that 2019 is perfect for all of them. It's so interesting actually but I really think and I hope that we'll know which way Danny Ricciardo is going to go much before August because <laughs> I'm not waiting till that long. <laughs> I'm also wondering if Ferrari's whole stepchild behavior with Kimi Raikkonen could go against Ricciardo considering them for the future. Yeah and talking of that I'm not sure what sort of guarantees could Ferrari give to Daniel Ricciardo especially after they have been blowing Kimi Raikkonen's uh, chances of winning a grand prix pretty much every fortnight I know and Okunal this reminds me so Ferrari's 2018 car is under scrutiny by the FIA 
so engine maps exhaust blown diffuser and even some mysterious extra lever on vettel steering wheel <laughs> yeah this is such a conspiracy anyway i wish the fi could put ferrari under scrutiny for ruining raikkonen's races all the time too <laughs> i wish i could make like an official complaint or something well Ferrari uh, gave Danny Kiew at his debut at a test a few days ago. It was a tire test, and Ferrari played it really smart. And they made sure that there were no other cars on track to tempt Kiew to test his torpedo mode. <laughs> Hilarious, no? Hey, by the way, Kimi Raikkonen has a new website, and I love it. Have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it, but I really wonder why Kimi Raikkonen would get a new website when he could be forced into retirement. by the end of the season i think this question is probably easier to answer uh then wonder why philippe massa keeps training like the other formula 1 drivers do <laughs> <laughs> like give up and i think he was last seen at a formula e race though so i think maybe that is the answer yes uh, philippe massa to formula e that would be one big coup for formula e but uh, alonso massa's old teammate in ferrari has said that he doesn't care about the results of the other teams especially the teams he has previously raced for i know so uh, while the news about ricciardo was about him moving teams the rumors about alonso quitting formula 1 in 2019 well they've surfaced too <laughs> and uh, also talking of mclaren they had a few pr stories out there i think one of them said that their real 2018 challenger would appear in barcelona <laughs> and uh, they had other new upgrades coming soon too you know very very mysterious and very cool basically they've kept up the place on their pr i'm proud of them <laughs> yes and nothing much has changed in uh, the mclaren era even after they dropped honda and picked on renault because you know we still hear about uh, alonso quitting formula 1 stories that have been around for the last 3 years but uh, on fernando alonso i really wonder if there is a chance that he could switch to renault so daniel ricciardo to go wherever he would want to go then carlos sainz junior would get a promotion from renault to red bull racing and that would leave a spot at renault and you know fernando alonso who's known for his u turns in formula 1 could go back to renault but the key question here is whether renault would pay him as much or if fernando alonso would take a pay cut and maybe his alternate racing plans have been made so that he can take a pay cut in formula 1 and make enough money from other racing series you that could know. well be kunal but i'm just thinking it's such a strange time we live in no where teams and drivers are all issuing quit threats to the sport <laughs> maybe we should also threaten to like leave formula 1 <laughs> yeah we could talk about formula e a lot of people have told us to start reporting <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway uh, alonso is going backwards with his formula 1 drives so he went from ferrari to mclaren and Renault could be next who knows but i'm sure alonso would be disappointed that minardi isn't on the grid still <laughs> since that's where he started his career <laughs> stoffel vandoorne has said that he is able to drive to fernando alonso's levels and will aim to do so all through the season now the big question stoffel is whether you can be as humorous as fernando alonso is on radio because <laughs> that's when we all love him even more so but he's also cranking up his own pr a huh? smart guy <laughs> <laughs> well basically we have our priorities right we need the humor definitely so but uh, moving on uh, the fi has allowed the teams to mount mirrors on the halo and 
I really wonder why is the FIA hell bent on making our cars look just so ugly. <laughs> it ties in with what our one of our listeners was saying, no, the the nineteen eighties uh, music videos. First, you have the smoke, now you have like the mirrors, <laughs> and soon you'll have like a disco ball on top of the Ferrari. <laughs> But you know, uh, Formula One has finally launched its own fantasy game. So I think this is like decades after the first unofficial fantasy game was launched. Yes, and in many ways, the two thousand and eighteen Formula Formula One season could be a fantasy come true for many fans. Can you imagine multiple cars and drivers fighting for wins? Stuff that is otherwise uh, unheard of in Formula One. Uh, Mercedes, by the way, they have indicated that they could help Williams with their problems. It mainly revolves around their cooling solution, and it can help their car go eight tenths faster. Wow, God sent. But that's if their drivers are able to. Drive that fast as well, right? Because that's <laughs> always the question mark when it comes to the Williams drivers. So Williams also said that they may almost never win in Formula One uh, if Formula One doesn't change its ways soon. Now, I can also turn around and say that Williams would almost never win in Formula One, even if Formula One changed, but they didn't change their driver lineup. So, Ooh, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> but Williams, line. but Williams shouldn't worry too much because plans seem to be. Uh, in progress, and my measurement of how Formula One is progressing with its future plans is Sergio Marchionne's quit threat. So, if Marchionne continues with his quit threats, that means that Liberty Media is probably doing something right, and they should just keep doing that. <laughs> I love that, Kunal. It's hilarious. And uh, Williams has repeatedly said that this season, uh, the car is to blame and not their drivers. Uh, though Felipe Massa disagrees with all this, and yeah, I'd believe him. <laughs> When it comes to Williams' drivers, the biggest story from the garage of the Williams F1 team is that Robert Kubica and Nico Rosberg uh, aren't working together anymore. So I wonder what happened there. It was probably the fact that Robert had to settle for a reserve driver role, and he couldn't get. A full-time role at Williams, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing actually. And Rosberg launched his own talent academy, uh, and I'm guessing that the support will be on the racing and commercial front. I think it it might not be that Rosberg invests directly, but at least working with other sponsors to bring money to the sport, and that's always good, right? Yes, that's actually the best thing that can happen to a driver because at the grassroots, it's the lack of money than the lack of talent that often sees drivers walk away from the sport. But uh, whoever signs up for the Rosberg Talent Academy or Driving Academy, whatever you do. Do not listen to Nico Rosberg if he teaches you to not overtake for the lead. Because I still remember and I still wish that he would have overtaken Lewis Hamilton uh, in the 2016 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix for the win of the race and for claiming his. Only drivers' championship. Ah, yes, good point. And uh, while the engine regulations will be firmed up in a month's time, uh, after Aston Martin, another manufacturer has shown interest in Formula One, and that is Porsche. Frankly, if Porsche does agree to start a team, I think their driver lineup would be more impressive than any other teams in the paddock, because they have like this crazy roster from their WEC days. Yes, and Brendan Hartley being one of them. There's Neil. 
Johnny or Neil Yanni, however you want to call him. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg won with Porsche as well. So there are plenty of talented drivers out there. And uh, it would actually be beyond awesome to have Porsche back or Porsche in Formula One taking on uh, the might of Ferrari and Mercedes. And I mean, I love the privateer, t- privateer teams, but uh, there's just so much more fun in seeing the manufacturers battle out, you know, along with all those egos and emotions involved. Yeah, so uh, on that note, Kunal, I'm going to jump straight over to Baku. And yes, I am expecting a mad race yet again. You know, there's something very mischievous about Baku. And every time I think about this race and this circuit, like, just don't know what to expect. (laughs) You mean the mischievous ways of the organizers where they put prints of beautiful homes instead of those homes actually being there (laughs) themselves. You know, maybe they'll put like prints of grid girls and they'll be like, oh yeah, we didn't have any grid girls, but (laughs) 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 who knows. Anyway, uh, Charles Leclerc said that he is a fan of street circuits and I'm excited to see how well he does. Yes, time is actually running out for Charles Leclerc and I mean, uh, time is running out for him to create a good first impression because by now it'll be like the fourth impression. And uh, my memory from last year's Baku was, of course, the infamous Vettel-Hamilton clash, uh, Lance Stroll's surprise podium, Bottas beating him to second metres before the line. Yeah, and of course, uh, Ricciardo's famous three-car overtake. (laughs) Yes, that too. And the Force India's clashing and taking each other's front wings off. Yeah, so much happened, right? Yes, so Mithila, straight into it. What are your predictions? Okay, uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to go with um, Hamilton-Vettel-Bottas. Right, so the win in China doesn't mean that you're going to put any of the Red Bulls on the podium. Interesting. So the they, win in they China. typically only win like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Sebastian Vettel. And since uh, Red Bull is on this resurgence and we know how well Baku can go for them, I'm going to have Vettel, Verstappen, and Ricciardo. And frankly, I see uh, Verstappen returning to being Max Verstappen again as early as Baku. Because he's been like Pastor Maldonado in the last few races. Yeah, and I quite agree with what Verstappen said about Pirelli's vast range of tyres. He said that fans would just care if they're soft or hard and not bother further, you know, about them being ultra or super or ultra, ultra soft or whatever. (laughs) I think I would definitely agree with Max Verstappen because it really gets complex and uh, we won't really complain about it till such time we get interesting races. So that's how fans are going to look at it. But uh, let's see where... We land up and if Pirelli have one more softer tyre coming up in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kunal, obviously we cannot end this episode without our favourite What Toto Wolf Said This Week section. <laughs> <laughs> so Toto Wolf said that Hamilton could race for Ferrari one day. And okay, he said this last week. But this week, Hamilton said that he wants to work hard with Mercedes to upset the red cars. I just don't understand what is all this unnecessary PR all about, Toto. <laughs> well, I don't think he said too much other than that this week, did he? Uh, no. <laughs> I think he has to say a lot more, you know, to justify having like a special section in our podcast. We're important people. We don't just give it away like that. Well, on that note, thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We really hope that Baku delivers as exciting a race as it did last year and can you imagine the amount of pressure on Baku so we've had three fantastic races this year so that's like the fourth race has to be fun and then it has the madness from last year so it's like dual pressure but the bar is very high (laughs) yes so we will dissect all of that happens in Baku whether it's interesting or boring in the next week's episode so thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the race this weekend 
Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.